Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For a fanatic for college sports, the question you're asking today is, how does my team succeed in the current market? Because the market has changed forever today. College football, college sports will never be the same. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm Jason Fitz, sitting in for Zubin. Monica McNutt in for Jay Will. Obviously, we're sitting with Keyshawn Johnson. And guys, uh, at some point, no matter whether anybody's yelled or screamed about how we got here, we are here. And the entire college landscape has changed. And it started yesterday with the NCAA coming out with a temporary rule, they say, that allows every single state to sort of make their own rules along the way. You can do name, image, likeness, uh, however you want. It, it is important to point out to people, schools are not paying athletes today. That is not happening. It's not that USC is writing Keyshawn Johnson, uh, you know, a check. That's not happening. But name, image, likeness is there. And frankly, they've even said within the NCAA guidelines that significant boosters can now award name, image, likeness. You want, you know, your significant booster. You want to give some cash to somebody to endorse a product. We're already seeing Bo Nix, Auburn quarterback, the phenom his rookie, I should say his freshman year, that took everybody by storm a couple of years ago. Well, Bo, out on his Instagram, got his partnership with a uh, tea company, so it has taken no time we are off and running, and money is changing hands. Yeah, and, and, and Monica, you asked me why I'm smiling and laughing, and I didn't know Fitzy was even going to go down that road when he said that the boosters can now contribute if they own a company or something mm-hmm. to the player's mm-hmm. welfare. And at the same time, prior to that, you said the schools aren't going to be the ones writing the check. The boosters did it anyway. Oh, Okay. Sure. The schools are never the ones writing the checks. It's always the outside influence that's attached to the universities some sort of way. It's never the actual president of a university or marketing department of a university. It's going to be interesting, though, now because you opened up you opened up a can for a lot of universities to recruit a certain way. You, uh, coaches now can do certain things. You know, just think about, hey, I got a, I got a guy who I think is pretty good. You know, we may want to take a look at him. My college roommate happens to own a certain product that I now can pick up the phone and, hey, you may want to take a look at Monica. You know, she's really pretty and she really could do these sort of things for you. Why not? Be so stupid. Why not, <laughs> not take a? Wh- why not take a look at that? So it's all sorts of. Interesting ways of getting being, around certain rules. What's the problem? Are you? Are you? Are, where are you on this? Agree, I'm with it. No, I'm a, okay. I'm hundred percent with it. The only issue that I, that that comes up for me, Monica, is the focus of the athlete. Because I know the focus of grown ass people that are on social media. Because social media is going to drive a lot of this, of course. They focus is is so much social media they can't concentrate on their own damn job. So, so let me give so you. So that's my only concern is will players that have an opportunity to be very successful put the cart before the horse? I even see it at, in in pro sports. They you. already make millions of dollars, but they trying to be something that they not. You got to play the game before you could cash in on everything else. That's my only issue. I got you. And I I think it is a sage point, but I would just counter that let the kids, not kids, let the student athletes, let these athletes grow and learn and adapt. That's that's my only thing, right? And I, I, I understand that you are now adding 
a very fun, shiny toy in terms of opportunity. But to the those that would be considered naysayers to this, the idea that you can't handle it, we're going to prevent this, to me, is ridiculous. Allow them to adapt and grow. These, these babies, what are they, Gen Z, technically? They've had phones in their hands and social media since they could read, right? And so, to me, in the same way that the most focused guys at the pro level, guys and girls at the pro level, have a team, get support, and stay focused, this has the potential to weed out who is here to make this money and who is here to advance their career professionally. So, to I, I get it. It's going to be a learning curve. There are some sticky parts of this, but the idea that these student athletes can't adapt, adjust, survive, and that they would lose focus of why they're at school, you still have people that love their sport and understand that I'm even have this platform no, because not, of my sport. It's not. It's not every individual. I got you. When I say that, it's just I've been around it. I've, I I deal literally. I deal with. But if you okay for you, in fact, if you had a training ground at 18, Mm -hmm. not that you would have gotten it right at 18, but if by the time you got to the NFL, you had already been dealing with, let's say, a a 25 percent ish level of Mm -hmm. what you then experienced as an NFL athlete. Would you have been better prepared or would you in college have felt like it was too much and you still wouldn't have gotten to the goal? See, I'm a, I'm the wrong example. No, but you're the right example because I'm what the wrong I'm example but key, because but I'm what laser I'm, focused. But that's what I'm saying. Me, so, but, but we're only talking about one person. But I'm saying this has the potential to weed out the phonies, right? No, but here's what I'm gonna say. I don't want them weeded out. I want them to focus in so they can get to the pros. When you start to put the cart before the horse and you're worried about if I'm going to be able to do this and do that, and I'm not taking the the, the 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 training aspect of things so serious. So many guys that are in college right now in the day, mm-hmm. they get drafted, and their focus is, what about my endorsements? What about this? What am I going to get that? But, no, get your ass on the field and play. I don't need to keep re- seeing you on commercials and you not even living up to the key, end of the bargain. But the reality of this, too, per the NCAA commercials, Whatever percent, large percentage of our athletes go pro in something other than sports. Right. And I think that's a huge, like, think about uh, right after the women's tournament, Mm -hmm. there was a study released about the monetizing ability of college athletes. Seven of the top ten accounts were women. And they're they're women that aren't going to make a ton of money in the WNBA, for example. So uh, when you talk about monetizability, if that's a real word, uh, for Instagram and things like that, what what suddenly happens is now you're opening up. Like you're thinking of it from a wide receiver standpoint. I'm thinking of it from swimmers, from divers, from wrestlers, from women athletes that that don't have the chance to make cash elsewhere. And that's correct. But if so, now if if I am a agency looking for someone for my client, meaning I represent a brand and I want to dive into that part of the sports world, that part of the sports world is not going to drive our product. I'm looking more as them as models, things of that nature, opposed to the big four athletes, the baseball, the basketball, the football. Those guys are different. Women's basketball, swimming, water polo, golf, all that sort of stuff. I'm looking at them as an agency. That's more model stuff. That's totally different. But there's, okay. but there's cash that. to be made. There's like, ca- that's I mean, why. And that's cash why, to be made. Like, because I can put you. <laughs> the violinist that also no, swam. I can put you. Uh, violinist that also swim. I and, swim. And, and, and I own a company. Let's say I own Vans, for instance. And I'm looking for a guy 
to put, you got the tats, you got this, you got that, or you got skateboard, you got the look. You got the look. Hit me up. You, you <laughs> may, may, may not advance your swimming career, but you got the certain look for me as an agency. I'm looking at that and saying, okay, I can get him cheaper than I can a professional skateboard guy to push my product. That's fine. I get it. They're, because they're not going into the pro world. But for football players, like a Bo Nix, for instance, if, his, if he loses that focus on becoming yeah, the highest But why, guy, did, why does Bo Nix's focus matter more than Paige Becker's ability to go out and make a million dollars today on social media? Like, if you're going to be focused, be focused. But that's like, what I'm saying. Paige Becker is, is out here with a huge monetized ability from Instagram. And she's going to be a pro. And she's going to be pro, but, but she has the chance right now today to make a ton of money. Why am I going to stop she her from should, making no, a ton of money? She should make a ton of money. My only concern is, will she lose all right, focus. so then let's talk solutions then, because I think we all agree that this is fine, and your concern is focused, and I understand that. I guess oh, I'll pay them all the money in the world. Right, right, so we agree on that part, but let's talk solutions in terms of how we get past some of the inevitable bumps and stuff. We got to take a break. I want to talk solutions, <laughs> I do, and we will talk solutions, but we do have a guest that we have to get oh, to. Yeah, I, sorry. I'm sorry, unfortunately, we're going to continue. This is a raging debate, so this isn't going to go anywhere, because I love this conversation, and Keyshawn, I totally respect where you're coming from on it. I just want to make sure we hit both sides. He throws things at me. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm not feeding him the ball anymore. Protecting your small <laughs> business is a big deal. I'm the quarterback here. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. Uh, we want to head over to the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, where we are joined by Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. And uh, obviously, Tim, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, the, the big news of the day we've been talking about all day is the Suns. What do you make of sort of the resilience and the ability to get that win in six games? Yeah, look, I think, first of all, it was important, I believe, to get the series over with because you go to home to, for a game seven, and even though historically the percentages say 90% of the time home team wins a game seven, this is a different scenario. Teams have had a very difficult time in this postseason winning important games at home. I don't know what's going on with the pressure that teams are facing now. And this has got a team with some very young guys on it that you would be expecting to play very well in a game seven with all the pressure in the world on you and, and knowing what you know the pressure that they want to win for Chris Paul. All of those things would have been there. So they wanted to take care of business. Very important they did it. I think what you see in this team is the clean sheet. When I look at all the teams in the postseason, and health has played a big part in it, but this team, to me, has had the cleanest run, the most consistent run on both ends of the floor. They've got the best role definition and acceptance of any team in the NBA. Everybody understands what they're on the floor to do. Everybody accepts what their role is. And they've got great chemistry and connection to each other and to their head coach. They've got a team that checks off every box, too. There's a guard-driven league. Well, they've got two stars in the backcourt that can take over games. They've got a big man that is coming into his own before our eyes and DeAndre Ayton and his rebounding, particularly his offensive rebounding, has been critical in this series. He's also a guy that's highly skilled and can finish for you. Then they've got these other guys, the glue guys, that play both ends of the floor, shoot threes and defend. Bridges, Jay Crowder, they've got good bench play with Sarge and Cameron Payne uh, and, and Johnson, Cam Johnson. This is a team that has just played basketball the way it's supposed to be played to this point. And they've been, for the most part, healthy, other than Chris Paul, a little bit at the start of this series. So the Phoenix Suns, for me, they've been the most impressive team in the postseason, and I would make them a favorite against whoever they play in the finals, even if Giannis makes it back. I personally am going to favor the Phoenix Suns. I think they're going to win the whole thing. Legs, what does this thing do for 
Chris Paul, advancing, what does it do for his legacy? Well, Keyshawn, listen, Chris Paul's caliber as a player is never going to be questioned. We know he's one of the best point guards of all time. He's one of the best players of his generation. But what this does is erase that but on the end of the sentence. And what was the but about Chris Paul? It was, but he wasn't available at some key times for his team because of injuries in the postseason. But he was on some underachieving teams with the Clippers because you think about all the talent that that team had to never even make it to a conference final, much less a final. So that but, to me, has been erased, not just with what he did this year, but even with what he did in Oklahoma City. I believe in a 16-year career that the, the, the two years he's had here at the end of his career or toward the twilight of his career, to me, are what he, he has now done to make people view him differently. By getting a team that no one expected to be to the finals all the way there, for me, Chris Paul has erased that butt that was always attached to his name. And I want to make one last point on this. And I just said this on Greedy Show. Think about this. At one point, he and Darren Williams, it was a debate. Who's the best point guard in the NBA? That lasted for several years. It was like split down the middle in their early to mid-20s. Think about this. Darren Williams retired four years ago. And Chris Paul has arguably played the most important and impressive basketball of his career at this, this stage of his career incredibly impressive and last night it wasn't about being a leader or tough or all those things we talk about it was about being a bucket getter he had 41 points in a closeout game on the road that says an awful lot i think chris paul has done so much to erase some of the things that people would attach to him that haven't gone his way by getting this team to the finals legs are you capable of giving me a one-word answer because i got one question i want to ask you before my real question sure Okay. I'll try. Right. I see. I know. Uh, other series. Wait, should I even do this? Because I feel like I'm setting you up. No, I'm not even going to do it. All right. Let's stay, let's stay with this series um, that we're talking about. You mentioned the butt surrounding Chris Paul that we've now eliminated. On the other side, though, the Clippers. There is the but we weren't healthy, but here we are again. What does this mean for that organization who has been very clear that their goal is to win a ty- or finals championship? Listen, obviously getting this far for the first time is a great accomplishment. The problem is we don't know exactly where this team stands now because we didn't see them the way they were constructed with the intention of having two superstars together and and thinking they could win a championship. Last year, obviously, was a flame out in the bubble in a horrific manner. Uh, Losing to Denver in a game seven, Paul George really struggled in that game. So there were a lot of doubts. And Paul George, I will say, he didn't play great last night. But Paul George answered the bell in this postseason, playing without Kawhi Leonard particularly. In 19 straight games, over 20 points, um, had huge moments, big moment uh, in Game 5 to get them to this situation. So I think he actually erased some of the things that had plagued him in the past in the postseason. But I still don't know what this means for the Clippers going forward because I didn't get an opportunity to see those two guys together healthy in a year in which the Lakers were taken out of the equation. If Kawhi Leonard is there, this team is the prohibitive favorite to not only get to the finals, but to win a championship. He wasn't there. So I don't know where exactly that leaves us in terms of how we view this team. It's back to the starting line again next year to see if they can finally exercise those demons. And that's that's really where they left us. And Kawhi Leonard's injury did not let them really fulfill a year that should have been theirs when you look at what happened to the Nets, what happened to the Lakers, Philly getting taken out, you name it, 
It was lined up for the Clippers this year, and it still didn't happen. So now we're all not sure if it ever will. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. The West keeps growing and getting even more competitive. All right, let's go to the other side. Hawks, Bucks. This was the quick question, Legs. And if you if you want to go, if you want to wax poetic on this now, you can. <laughs> Should both stars be unavailable? So we're out, Trey. We're out, Giannis. Who you like? Man, this is such a tough one. I got asked this question last night. I honestly, I don't hedge ever. It's coin toss to me, and I would probably give the edge to the Bucks because they'd have home court. It's, it's At that point, you're two out of three. Two stars are taken out of the equation, and two of those games are going to be in Milwaukee. I would favor the Bucs. Um, I think Atlanta has a little bit more depth. I think they've got more athleticism. But without Trey Young out there, I don't know exactly who you can pencil in certain numbers for the Atlanta Hawks. Like, Can you say – for a fact that Bogdanovich is going to give you 20 to 25, can you say that about Gallinari or Lou Williams or John Collins? I don't think you can. On the other hand, I think you can pencil in 25 to 30 points for Chris Middleton. I think Drew Holiday is a guy that is going to be north of 20. I, I'm pretty certain about that. I am not as certain about the Atlanta Hawks. So, yes, they're deeper, they're more athletic, but there's a lot of inconsistency there with their offense that m- would make me say, I feel a little bit safer laying money on the Bucks in that situation if Giannis and Trey Young don't make another appearance. Legler, let me make it too simple about money. If you've paid one player $160 million, <laughs> another player $177.5 million, I keep going back to it. Isn't it fair to say it would be a disappointment then for the Bucks if they can't, with two people they paid so much, beat a depleted Hawks team in this scenario? Oh, no question about it. That's a different question. Yes, absolutely. Regardless regardless of whether Giannis plays or not, if you've got a depleted Hawks team, first of all, a Hawks team that came from nowhere virtually as the season wore on, they made a coaching change in the middle of the year, and they find themselves in the conference finals two wins away from the finals. Think about that. Uh, If you've got the Sixers taken out for you, if you've got the Brooklyn Nets decimated by injuries and you had to go seven games to eliminate them, and now you get a Hawks team that is depleted, no Trey Young potentially, even a guy like DeAndre Hunter is not available, who's a starter for them. Cam Reddish just making his way back into the lineup. And regardless whether you have Giannis or not, you need to get through this series and get to the finals and hope, hey, at some point here, we'll get Giannis back. And if that's the case, a lot of people would favor the Bucks in that scenario. I just think Phoenix has been so impressive and so consistent I would probably still take them. But you're absolutely right. There is no excuses here. They need to get through this team, uh, particularly if Trey Young misses another game or two. The Bucks have to close this out. I just want you to know, Legs, that I've let multiple bosses around here know that I would love to share basketball space with you and talk all of these things through because uh, you're so fantastic at it, and it's just very impressive. Now, stay with this series. Players, cool, coin toss. Let's go to the guys that are calling the strings on the sideline. Which one of these coaches do you give the advantage? Again, should we be in a world without the band leaders? You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound crazy because I don't think the Milwaukee Bucks are obviously a better team without Giannis Antetokounmpo. But here's what I will say. The, the one doubt I've had about Mike Budenholzer, I think he's one of the smartest guys in the game. Um, I always question whether or not he's going to fall into the trap late in games of giving the ball to Giannis Antetokounmpo in an isolation situation, and he's going to get himself in trouble. And it's that trap of, we have a two-time MVP. This is kind of how teams settle things in this league in a one-possession game. 
You give it to your best player, particularly when he's an MVP, and let him go, and that's a terrible way for them to decide awesome. game. By taking him out of the equation, potentially, it's actually going to go through Middleton or, or Holiday now late. That's their best scenario. So the one doubt I have about Budenholzer, I think take it off the table if Giannis doesn't play. So that's going to actually help Mike Budenholzer in those situations. But I'm going to say overall, Nate McMillan. I've always been a Nate McMillan fan. I've been a fan of his as a player, as a coach. I love his demeanor. I love his toughness. I love the fact that he gets into guys during timeouts. He's not afraid to coach talent by being hard on guys and, and making them accountable in the moment. A lot of coaches don't want to do that. Nate McMillan's not afraid of that. And these guys obviously respect him. So I think, actually, I'm going to give the edge to Nate McMillan. And I think Nate McMillan has more buttons to push because of what I said earlier. There's no guaranteed 20 coming with the rest of these guys mm-hmm. outside of Trey Young. Team so basketball. what buttons is he going to push to make that happen? And so I have a lot of respect for what he's done with this team. And I think Nate McMillan has the edge there. Legs, you're the best, my friend. We really appreciate you joining us. And when you guys have that conversation, just let me be in the room. Yes. So much goodness Thanks, there. Legs. legs, be safe, my friend. Thanks for hanging out. I look forward out. to it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll continue to get you updated on the game, but one thing that fires everybody up is the word overrated, and one of us is about to say that about one of the premier NFL franchises. Well, you'll hear it, but first, Key has this from O'Reilly. Maybe. No, I do. I just need to find it. There it is. I have it in my hands now. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Superstar batteries exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts, are designed to meet the electrical demands of today's vehicles. Get dependable power and performance from a superstar battery for your car, truck, motorcycle, lawnmower, boat, and more. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and their professional parts people can help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Hey, it's Greeny, and congratulations to the Phoenix Suns on to the NBA Finals for the first time since Charles Barkley in 1993. We'll talk about that and more. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, there's no easy way to transition from something that uh, heavy to sports, but that's what we're going to try and do right here is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin brought to you by Progressive Insurance. We're also brought to you by California Almonds. Whether your best means being the best bingo player in the office or the best volleyball player on the planet, you're going to need some help. Almonds are your snack to keep your head in the game and your body energized. So refuel with almonds. California Almonds own your every day, every day. Monica McNutt is in for J. Will. I'm Jason Fitz in for Zubin. We're sitting with Keyshawn Johnson, and that music means we got football talk coming. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Let's talk about overrated. This is something that only makes everybody angry, and that's why we love doing it. Let's give one pick for each conference on somebody you think is overrated. We'll start with Keyshawn. Keyshawn, let's go to the AFC. Who do you have as an overrated team coming into this season? I think a lot of people are putting a lot on the Tennessee Titans. They, they have a, a, a marginal defense, actually very marginal defense. Offensively, they rely heavily on Henry to run the football because they went out and got Julio Jones at the receiver position. I think everybody is kind of like, oh, my God, Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. It's like, hold on. They're not going to all of a sudden start throwing the ball all over the lot. They're going to basically be the offense that they were a year ago. Julio Jones comes in. They're not going to just decide to shut down A.J. Brown and focus on throwing the ball to Julio Jones. So just chill out. You still have a tough division, I mean, a tough opponent within the division in the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore's there in the conference. You got the the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. The Chargers are in the conference. The Browns are in the conference. The Bills, the, the, the Pats are all in the conference. So I would slow down on the hype train of the Tennessee Titans just because they acquired one of the great receivers in NFL history in Julio Jones. Cough. You forgot the Raiders. All right, Monica, give us your AFC pick. Who you got as the oversight team in the AFC? I feel like he's a hater. But I might be a hater, too, for my pick. It's fine. I'm going with the Cleveland Browns. Woo! Just just relax, everybody. I mean, we literally, earlier in the show, were talking about uh, whether or not what's going to happen with Baker's deal, right? Did he have a good year? Sure. Do they have a solid defense? Sure. Are they getting OBJ back? Yeah. But is less more? Like, I don't think they're going to be a bad team, but I just, let's just pump the brakes just a smidge. Let's see it all together uh, out there on the field. You guys are absolutely throwing fire all over everybody. I'm going to do the smart thing and keep it moving so I don't, my wow. mentions stay safe. Yeah. Leaning I'm going completely, spot, huh? I'm going completely safe here. Mm. All right, Keyshawn, let's go back to the NFC. Who do you got here? I think it's the Washington football team. Yeah, I'm not team. talking to you no more. I hereby boycott this show. Just kidding. What? Uh, Why the Washington football team? No, they have a hater. great defense, That's Keyshawn. squad, too. Look me in my face and tell me why they're over. Look all this gangling. way. The, the Washington football team, I it. would say, is overrated. And it, I understand why. They have a good defense, not a great defense. They have a young star in Chase Young. When you have a great defense, the offensive side of the ball, you don't have to worry about. You look at how they won last year. They won basically off of the defense, but they did have a veteran quarterback that won some games for them that came off the bench in Alex Smith. He's no longer there. You insert Fitzmagic. I understand the recipe. Run the ball, play defense. Don't allow Fitzmagic to turn the football over. You can win a lot of games. But this is not one of those defenses yet. This is not my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is not the Baltimore Ravens, the Chicago Bears, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This defense is young and getting better and better all the time. You look at the division. The Dallas Cowboys within the division should be better. The New York Giants should be better. And New York Giants should have won the division if it wasn't for Philadelphia doing what they did. And we wouldn't even have a conversation about the Washington football team being in the playoffs. So let's keep it 100 and real on this show. Why you won't look me in my face and talk about my team, though? Well, I'm not here to look you in the face. You are. You are. When I'm talking to you. Oh, oh wow. That's what we're doing. We can't have a conversation. Eyeball to eyeball. Don't, don't fight. You're both pretty. You're both pretty. You're both going to go to prom. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not me? fighting her. I respect her. Why you won't and, look me in my yeah. face and talk about talk trash about my team? Anyway, All right, Monica, speaking of the NFC uh, and overrated teams, you want to you get in on this one? I do. And in fact, the team that Key is like is going to be better. Wah, wah, wah. Again, slow your roll. Dallas 
Cowboys. All right, listen. When I look at this division, at least for me, the Washington football team has a full identity in terms of what their strength is going to be. There's still things surrounding this Dallas. I mean, honestly, are you in on McCarthy? Like, there's questions there. Let's not forget that. And, yes, Dak is coming back, but what is Dak going to look like in his return? I just don't buy that this is going to be the team that's going to run through the division, blah, blah, blah. The division could be improved. It should be improved. But, to me, Dallas doesn't yet have a signature, and so I'm slowing my brakes on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, You guys have both lost your minds. I mean, the Cowboys are getting their starting quarterback back after a 6-10 and season. Most teams, when they lose their starting quarterback, are going to have a Okay, but now everybody's hollering about the division and woo woo woo. So like six and ten. Mm. Is that how everybody's hollering? Woo 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 woo. Okay. That's how people holler. This is mind. what Dak Prescott said about whether or not he feels he can play today on up close with Sage Steele. I'm right on pace. As I said, I'm healthy. If we had to play a game now, I feel like I can go out there, obviously, with the protection of my old line and making sure that I'm not getting beat up the whole game. Uh, I could go out there and be very successful. Um, start the game, finish the game, and not even worry about the leg. You can check out Up Close with Sage Steele on ESPN Plus exclusively. Be sure to watch the full interview out there. It's great stuff. So since you both seem to pick an NFC East team that's overrated, I guess, where are we on the Cowboys? Key, like she just said overrated. Do you agree? I don't think that they're overrated. I think that, that they, what the Cowboys have done in the past is they've let a lot of people down because of the hype in not understanding what they were going into the season. I clearly understand now what they are. They're a very good offensive team. Uh, that can score a lot of points. They offense as long as the offensive line is healthy, as long as they are healthy and Zeke held healthy. We got Dak back. They got perimeter guys and Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. And, and so when you look on the defensive side of the ball, that was addressed. You thought, okay, they bringing in they bringing in no Nolan Ryan Lord her love, it's okay. Mike Nolan. It's okay. They bringing in Mike Nolan a year ago. You were like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. But it was like, well, not really. Because he had been on the couch for several years, not doing anything, watching film. He comes off the couch. It became one of the worst defenses in NFL history. They fire him. They bring in Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was hired by the Atlanta Falcons because he had a dominant defense in Seattle. So, clearly, dominant defense. Dominant defense. Not just a middle-of-the-road good defense. And so, you bring him in. You go out and you draft Michael Parsons. You pick up the corner from Kentucky. You got some players in Lawrence on the D-line. and You got uh, Jalen Smith at the linebacker spot. So you got pieces to work with on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that they have enough to so now people can actually really buy into them. I don't think they're going to be heartbreakers the way that they were the last 15 years or so. I think your Quinn point's a really smart one, too, because we forget that just because somebody doesn't have... Every smart stuff. Uh, well, I mean, every now and then. But we forget, you know, coaches more, are hired because of their strength as, as coordinator so often. So Quinn gets that job, and because he didn't have the success people thought he should have as a head coach, now all of a sudden he's a bum of a coach overall. Like, well, that's some of the narrative. I think that we have to remember, like, sometimes... He did force, go to the Super Bowl, though. Uh, yeah, fair point. But I think my point is, like, sometimes coming out of that head coaching role and just being able to focus on the one thing that you know you love. That's something Jack Del Rio talked about when he worked for us and left to go back to Washington. It's like, I want to focus just on defense. Like, sometimes just being able to do that is a refreshing moment for a coach. It's hard for coaches because they have to, as a head coach, you have to delegate sometimes, and they don't want to give up that. They want to kind of control everything instead of saying, 
I need to delegate that to him, do this to him, give that over there so I can focus in on what I need to focus in on. And what I've always told coaching friends of mine that get hired based on their success at coordinators is don't ever give up the coordinating spot. Don't allow somebody to get you fired. If you're going to get fired, get fired because of you. That, 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 I tell them all that. I told Sean McVay. Sean McVay took the job with the Rams, and we sat down and talked to Sean. Whatever you do, don't let anybody else call plays. You call the plays. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Don't do it because they're going to get you fired. They're going to get you fired. If you've been a play caller, think about it. All the guys that were play callers that got hired as head coaches and eventually relinquished that, they usually get fired. They usually do. Well, why would you relinquish it? I mean, it doesn't make because sense. Because they just they delegate. Think, they're powerful. Sean now. Payton ain't gave up nothing. Yeah. And Sean Payton's still there. And, and like his 30th did year you, in New Orleans. Did you tell them to turn up the air? It just got really cold. Like, no, it probably cold kicked in. in. Here. Mm, why do you keep a studio so cold? All right, whatever. Uh, Cowboys, yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. Monica, all right. That, that's, by the way, it's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance. Uh, we'll continue the NFL talk because Monica says the Browns are overhyped. The question is, how hyped does Key think their quarterback should be? We'll get to that after this. It's time for some straight talk. We've all been here. You have some real work to do, time to get serious, but the free Wi-Fi at the coffee shop just is not going to get it done. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third. Ugh, that is not good. Well, now you can be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's unlimited plan. Straight Talk's ultimate unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month, all on America's largest, most dependable networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. Yeah, not as easy as people think. Listen, I did all Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let's take Stump in New York real quick. Stump. This one of the best shows in the history of um, television. Thank you. So, you know, you got KB. Y'all hear that out there, bosses? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's what it is. More you can do. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel Lady. Hey, we're trying to do some work here, man. Yeah. Things are out of control. You know what? I got nothing. I'm supposed to be professional here. Key, Key's got a very busy day, okay? So we're trying to, we're trying yes, to manage this. Yes, I do. I'll show first take man. after. Pay yeah. this man. Be, be sure to check out uh, first take after this. Uh, <laughs> all right. So earlier in the show, we mentioned Mike Tannenbaum saying on Get Up that Baker Mayfield, at best, is the fifth best quarterback in the AFC, which led us to having Key's rankings where you give us uh, the concept keys real rankings brought to you by dell for your small business needs call a dell technology advisor today at 877 ask dell key go through them we're going one to baker in the afc well clear cut is patrick mahomes at number one there's no argument from anybody there obviously the former mvp two-time super bowl appearing one-time winning young 500 million dollar quarterback out of kansas city at number one number two is an emerging kid named josh allen who took People by storm and surprise last year. Stephon Diggs, his main target, came over from Minnesota in his career and life changed forever. He got some MVP votes. Let's see what he does a second time around now that he has Stephon Diggs. Number three, Lamar Jackson, a guy that was giving the advice maybe to look at another position. He said, no, I'm playing quarterback, and I'm not running the 40 for y'all either. And all all he's done since then is taken his team to three straight playoff appearances along with an MVP trophy sitting somewhere in his office. At number four, a young, not young quarterback, I'm sorry, but a quarterback in Las Vegas. Fitzy is extremely happy about the Raiders making this list. And Derek Carr, he gets no respect at all, but I think he's one of the top four quarterbacks in the AFC conference. It's not his fault they lose a lot of games. That's for damn sure. At number five, Justin Herbert. A kid that was drafted a year ago out of Oregon didn't necessarily expect to play the beginning of the year, but because of a doctor, a certain doctor in the Los Angeles Chargers organization, he got the opportunity to play thanks to that particular doctor, and we saw what he was able to do. Let's see if he can keep it up. I think he can. Ah, now here's where it gets interesting. Number six, a lot of people would say you just like him because he's black. That's what people would say. No, I like him because I think he's going to be good. And that's Cam Newton, the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Last year at the beginning of the season, he started off okay. He could have beaten Seattle if it wasn't for Bobby Wagner in an inch. He could have beat the Buffalo Bills if he put the ball in his left hand instead of his right. He fumbled. And if he didn't have covid Maybe his season doesn't go as bad despite not having any weapons. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel, and Mr. Kraft certainly saw that. They went out there. They spent money in the offseason bringing in weapons. The two best tight ends available, they got in free agency. Nelson Aguilar, Kenyon Bourne, I mean Kendrick Bourne. You think about all the things that they did this offseason to be successful in New England. I know they drafted a quarterback. They should have. Cam's a little old. They need to make sure the future is secure. So there you go to number seven. Another quarterback that people frown on, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz leaves the Philadelphia Eagles and goes to the Indianapolis Colts with Frank Wright, former head, a former offensive coordinator who got him right in Philadelphia, and he was there to help them go ahead and win a Super Bowl. He didn't play in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did and was the MVP, and it kind of went downhill for Carson Wentz from there. I think he gets a rebirth with the Indianapolis Colts. They are a Super Bowl contending ready team. Right now. And that's 
the list. And that gets you to number eight where you have Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is sitting at eight. Okay, so the question that we're getting on Twitter, where's Deshaun Watson? Can't put Deshaun in the situation right now. Can't put him, can't put him on the list because of the situation. We don't even know if he's going to play. Like, what's, what, what's the story? So I didn't want to put Deshaun on the list even though he's in the AFC and technically on a roster. He hasn't been cut, released, suspended, nothing. But so much uncertainty swirling around him, it's just very hard to just put him on the list. So for you guys watching on TV, Baker Mayfield, you see there on the list, Baker Mayfield at number eight. The question becomes, if you have the eighth best quarterback in the AFC, not the NFL, the AFC, you pay the man? Absolutely. Every single quarterback on that list will get paid or have gotten paid. Cam Newton, Derek Carr, all those dudes have gotten paid. Baker Mayfield certainly is going to get paid. It's the market, market value. What is the market? It's a $40 million number. Oh, God, not for that type of guy who drives a bus. Well, okay, I like good bus drivers. Why do I I need a bus driver crashing the car all the time? I need a guy who is continuing to get better. I heard Mike Tannenbaum said he had one good year. Yes, one good year out of three. Guess what he had the other two years? He had incompetent head coaches and offensive coordinators trying to teach him how to play professional football. He gets Kevin Stefanski in there. They change things around. He gets better the second half of the season as he grasps the offense and understanding of what it is that they're trying to get him to do. He's doing all this without OBJ. Now, OBJ goes back into the lineup this year for him. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, uh, Jarvis Landry, um, the defensive side of the ball. They went out in free agency and got some players in the secondary to sure that up. They signed Jadavion Clowney. So when you look at it, they had Kansas City on the brink, nervous. Even though Patrick Mahomes didn't play at the end of the game, Still was one of those, I'm going to get on the edge of my seat because they may, the Cleveland Browns may pull this off. Hmm. I see her looking at me sideways. On the brink. For real? They I, had I them. Yeah, they did. They had them, they had them sweating. I mean, yeah, but like. They had them sweating. I give you that, but you, sweating is took, part of the game. It took, I just, it took uh, who was the backup quarterback that got the first down? Oh, I forget. I'm uh, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. What we'll the hell up. was that? Listen, I just don't, I think close games are fine. And so the, when you when people say that you had, the favored, the favorite, rather, sweating or whatever. I'm just like, that's fine. You sweat. That's part of the game. They still won. So, but I got you. Okay, fair. Um, listen, I, I listen. I just, I don't think that Cleveland is not going to be good. I just don't know how much better they'll be than last year. So that's when I say overhype. I, I think they had a solid run last year. They had a great record. They finished with. I just don't know what the big leap is that people expect. Them well, to take. I want you to take this in consideration, like we do with all other sports. Is they signed a head coach, a new head coach, during a pandemic? Mm-hmm. There was no off season okay. of anything whatsoever. They had to learn virtually and on the fly. Then they go and they make the playoffs. They do everything. When you have your entire unit and then some coming back a second time around in a system that's not changing, you would only think that things would get better. Chad Henney, okay. by the way, was the answer Chad we were looking Henney. for. There the quarterback, they got it done. Chad I knew Henney. I'd find it. The Thanks. Henney hit just when it was supposed to. Yeah, look, I've just, I, I'd like Henney to thank Google for all of the help on it. that. All right, Chris Paul Chad has the yeah, Suns in the finals. Chad we'll tell you about it next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, uh, yay.